Hey, what up? You're tuning into the Adventure Between Us podcast, and I'm your host, Destiny Finn. And today, we're going to be talking about the ego. Hashtag watch your ego, amigo. Let's dive in. We all have one, to some degree or another, and it's this little three-letter word called ego. And by definition, an ego is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. To have an ego is essential to our very makeup. It will define who we are and how we connect with others. But ego becomes an issue when it becomes overpowering. And like I said, everybody has an ego, big or small. You know, especially if you're an entrepreneur, especially if you're somebody in the business field, um, some people like certain personalities, if you've ever done like the Briggs, like personality 16 personality thing, certain personalities, they don't really care as much about their ego. It's like, I'm going to help. I'm going to do, I'm going to hustle. Like it's kind of different mindset, but other people that are definitely of like the analytic column, um, especially like my personality, I'm a commander. I'm an ENTJ. I have definitely struggled with ego. Um, arrogance, you know, (laughs) like the, like intolerant, stubborn, dominant, like those are sometimes my weaknesses when I'm not healthily walking in my personality. I'm not healthy walking in the person that the Lord has created me to be. Those can start to overpower my strengths and it starts to become toxic because ego isn't wrong. Ego is what kind of helps you with your grit. It's kind of what, you know, I belong here. You know, it's that self-empowerment of I can do this. I'm capable, you know, And you do, you need some ego to be an owner operator. You know, you need to also be able to keep a tight rein on things. But like I said, sometimes our egos start to negatively impact our lives. And a lot of times I don't even think we realize it at first, you know, and worse yet, we blame every other thing that could possibly be blamed because obviously it wasn't our issue or fault. And it does, it kind of comes this self-arrogant look down your nose of I'm better than that. And I've even noticed that like as we get older in our lives, Sometimes we get an ego with things of, I'm not going back to work a nine to five. I'm not going back to flip burgers. Like I'm better than that. And that's kind of the ego talking and the ego will be your downfall um, because ego says I won't where humility says I can kind of vibe. That's kind of like the mentality in my head. And oftentimes in life to get where you want to be, you're going to have to put aside your ego. You know, humility will be the key to getting where you want to be. And humility isn't just letting yourself be like a doormat. That's not what humility is. Um, Humility is simply saying, you know, I'm an equal. I can do this. And it's identifying ourselves and not letting the ego start to rule us as this like inward, like arch stereotype. Um, (laughs) but what exactly is ego, you know, and how is it holding you back more than you think? And that's where we're going to be talking today is about like the five to seven different ways. Honestly, I'm not really going to put a number, but I'm going to probably give you five to seven different examples of how your ego might be holding you back and why it's so important to hashtag watch your ego amigo. So number one, you won't admit when you need help. That is very common in our culture. Uh, whether you have a big ego or a small ego, we are very self-reliant creatures. We think that we are gods in and of ourselves, that we don't need help from people. Like, oh, I can't ask for help, this, that, the other. I don't need your help. You know, I got this. Especially, like, if you're part of, like, a feminist movement to a toxic level of I'm better than man. Um, it's no longer, I want to be seen as an equal, but men must lose. Um, <laughs> and it is. It's very much, I don't need your help. You don't need to open the door for me. Like, why are you doing that? Like, it's the, you won't admit when you need help. You know, pride goeth before the fall. It's a very biblical 
proverb, piece of advice. It's also a great piece of advice in our culture. You know, pride goes before the fall. Pride often makes us blind to the things that are right in front of us. We've all heard it. We all know what it means. And we all ignore it. (laughs) You know, we're like, oh, that's a cute little saying. Pride go the fall. Like, whatever that means. I'm not prideful. I'm just positive and confident. Um, We kind of put these toxic positive vibes quotes in our heads with this. But no, um, that's definitely one of them. You know, and it's not that we're bad people, but we kind of grow to think that we know what's best. And it isn't a snarky and uppity pride. This is pride and ability, possession and position, you know, of like, oh, I'm better. Like, especially like if you're like, if you've been a cook for a long time or you think you know something, you know, and you definitely see it like in star athletes and whatnot of, well, I've been like the A1 person my entire life. Like I've been the best on my team. And then you go to a college school and you're no longer the best. And the pride comes the fall because you get cocked off your harness. Um, <laughs> or like, it's definitely, definitely usually in career position of, oh, I'm better. Like that kind of vibe of in the ability. And we like what we like and we deserve to revel in our successes. Absolutely. The thing to keep our in our mind is that every situation is a learning opportunity. Now, that's something that one of my mentors told me like two, three years ago. And it has really humbled and stuck with me because there would be times that I, I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I've been here for years. Like, I got this. I know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I've been working with this. I've been doing videography for over a decade. Like, I know what I'm doing kind of vibe. Um, And they would be like, but every situation is a learning opportunity. Every person you meet is a lesson to be learned. Listen to the people and what they have to teach you. Like that is something super important. Um, So whether you're drawing from a knowledge base or an account or you're you're being yelled at by your partner, like you can learn something if you want to. Um, And I don't think a lot of us realize that because we're like, I already know, you know, like the value is how you use the knowledge. And another saying with this like holds true, like you don't know what you don't know. If you can admit to yourself that you don't know everything about everything, you really can start building. Um, Because when you have this mindset of I already know this, that, the other, you kind of close yourself off from learning and that ego starts to play in and you kind of get this kind of like chip on your shoulder of I'm not really going to listen. But truly the best thing in life is when you admit that you don't know everything and you kind of humble that ego. Um, And you can identify the areas that you need improvement. You start becoming a way better person. You start realizing, you know what? If I can get free college going back to here to like work at this place, like that's a great thing to do. Like I should probably do that, you know? Um, And once you've identified the areas that you need improvement, your next steps is to find the best qualified like people to make the game plan. And like I said, the jobs, they can be temporary, you know, depending on your need and budget, but don't let them depend on your ego. If one of the positions you fill covers the duties like you perform, like you really shouldn't be trying to work more in different areas, you know, and you probably, if you're thinking like, if you're listening to me as I say all this and you're thinking, I have no problem asking for help. Think about the last time you did. Like that is something I think a lot of us we slightly suffer with um, is we, we don't actually ask for help. Like, like I have no problem, but that's also ego. So at least if you think about when's the last time you actually asked for help, it's probably going to take you a minute to think about, you know, another thing of ego is envy and comparison. And I don't think a lot of people think about this, but envy and comparison is definitely ego. Um, And if you've ever felt like crushing jealousy for someone else's success or business growth, you know, or you just spent your entire afternoon comparing yourself to others in your industry, you know, have you ever thought to yourself that someone doesn't deserve their success and that you would? And does navigating envy and comparison ever leave you feeling super unproductive, fatigued, or unhappy in your own self? That, my friend, 
is all ego. Ego telling you that you're not good enough. Ego telling you that you're better than others. Ego telling you that you're in competition with others instead of running your own race. And it never serves us. Even if you find motivation and envy and comparison, it still has really negative repercussions on your mindset, on your emotional, on your physical health, um, and our relationship with ourselves and with others. So if you definitely struggle with any of those things, be bigger than your envies. <laughs> um, that's definitely the key advice I can give you. You know, dive deeper into the envying sport. Like, what are you truly jealous of? You know, are there any friends and peers who recent successes I haven't really celebrated or I felt like that little twinge of jealousy in my heart, you know? Be brave enough to reach out and cheer them on um, and talk to them, you know? And even remind yourself of the truth. You are not at competition with anyone else. You know, someone else's success never takes away from your own. You know, um, it's not your place to question someone else's success on whether or not they deserve it. You know, and you have your own stories to shout. You have your own success story. You know, you have your own beautiful calling to contribute to the world. Even if others are doing something similar, they are not you. You are the only one that is you. You are the only one with your exact gifts and your gifts are needed into the world and they are not less than or less important than that other creator, than that other artist, and that other cook, than that other mom. Whatever the answer is, like, you are not less. The second thing is entitlement. Um, (laughs) and when it comes to the business world, I think entitlement is one of the biggest things that can crush a business from getting off the ground. You know, if like we feel entitled to have a successful business, if we believe we deserve all the money, recognition and success that we're aching for, it can honestly get in the way of us actually doing the work than it takes to achieve what we want to achieve. Or maybe you've ever met those people. They usually start with a K and end with an N. (coughs) Karen's. Yes, I'm stereotyping. I'm sorry if your name's Karen. Um, but they just kind of act as if the whole world owes it to them or like there's a lot of people that at times really slightly edge me on because of their ego of I'm better than you because I went to college or well, I had a natural birth that was unmedicated or my child is a rainbow baby or I do this or that like all these moms or just people that like I have to listen to like their stories of like, ah, this, that, the other, like it's this entitlement of, well, I did this and like, I need to be able to sit down and I have kids. So I deserve to get to the front of the line just because you had a child does not mean you're special. Um, (laughs) so no, like there's just certain things like everybody can have entitlement wherever you are. It can be in your business world. It can be in the sports. It can be in schooling. It can be even in your own family. It can be like people get egos. They get entitled. You know, even just I hear a lot of people of like, oh, yeah, they don't work at all. They just think they're entitled to all the tax pay. Like that's a lot of things that people sometimes argue about and get edged on with. Um, but yes, entitlement is one of the biggest, biggest forms of ego that I'm really seeing, especially in our day and age, because we kind of do have these like mantras that are kind of being told of you deserve the world, you deserve this. And so it's kind of like, I deserve a trophy and a participation medal. You know, my kid deserves one. They didn't win, Susan. Well, they deserve one. And so it is. It's this entitlement ego. <laughs> um, but yeah, so more specifically, like like I said, when it comes to business, we waste so much time feeling like we're entitled to Instagram followers, likes, subscribers, blah, 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 blah. Um, even though we are worthy of everything we dream of, and but we lose sight of the fact, you know, because we become entitled, you know, to our dreams coming true rather than none of that is truly guaranteed. Like, yes, we are worthy of our dreams, but it's not guaranteed Um, And all of that, like I said, is ego telling us that we're special, that we're more worthy and talent than others, that we're better than others, that all that we desire should be ours. 
even though it takes courage, dedication, commitment, and time, you know? And I think a lot of us are entitled to now. Like, we are a very convenient society of, I want it now, and I deserve it now, even though that's not always true. Um, We're not entitled to it right now. People are people too. Be nice to your um, frontline workers. Be nice to those people that are getting your food ready for you. They can't just whip it out of thin air. They're not magicians. They actually have to put it on the tray. Um, (laughs) So yeah, entitlement is definitely something. And that goes right along with number three, impatience. Like I said, I struggle a lot because in our society, we are a very convenient society. I want it now. Hence, we have fast food. We have drop pickup hashtag. We have prime Amazon. And we are very impatient when our package takes more than three days because I'm paying for two-day shipping. Forgetting that weather sometimes stalls it. There are many, many Amazon employees working hard to bring that smile to your door. They are the behind the smile. Um, And so I think sometimes we really struggle with impatience. You know, And sometimes, like, especially with myself, I'm impatient when it comes to what do you want to do? Um, Because I know I'm very decisive in the sense of I know what I want. I'm going to get it. I'm going to go here. And I sometimes forget that sometimes people need more time to think than others. And an intolerable delay, like like to me, an intolerable delay to quick thinking, I get upset with. Like, I'm like, really? Um... (laughs) But that's impatience. Um, And building an impactful, fulfilling, and sustainable creative life takes time. And I also struggle with that because I immediately say, I want it now. Why is my business not growing? Forgetting that the point A to point B, there will be a valley of almost disappointments of you don't know if you should keep going, but you definitely should. Because no one built a game-changing business overnight. Even, you know, going back to Amazon, he started in 1994, didn't launch till 1997. And here we are today, 25 years later, into the amazing business that it is. Um, (laughs) you know, and even Rome wasn't built in a day. There's a reason that's a saying. And like, look at how powerful Rome was. You know, there could be many stops, starts, highs, lows, ebb and flows, and lessons to be learned along the way. And a big part of business is honestly being in it for the long haul. You know, and at times our ego can flare up and can be overwhelmed with impatience. We want it right away. I want my McChicken now, you know. Um, it's fast food and why is it so slow? Uh, because we've kind of gotten this convenience of I can get it now. And so when you can't, and I think a lot of times people struggle with that when it comes to relationships, you know, because we are used to this convenience, quick, fast paced society that we get impatient actually letting friendships grow. A healthy relationship takes time. If you have an overnight one day, I'm in love, let's get married. And you're impatient about that, or you've only been dating for three months and you're impatient that he's not proposing. That's a red flag. <laughs> you need to slow down. Um, impatience will kill you. It will destroy something. You try to take a cake out of the oven before it's 30, 40 minutes is up and you will not have a beautiful, nice cake. You will have a half risen, very gooey in the middle, disgusting cake that you will not want to eat and you will throw into the trash. And that's what our ego does with certain dreams is a lot of times we throw them away and we become unmotivated because our big dreams will take many years and a whole lot of work, but we feel bored with the day-to-day because it can feel repetitive and unexciting at times. And if we spend too much time allowing impatience to take over, we can become distracted and drop too many balls out of our business. And we do, we just, we get frustrated we don't have it yet. And we forget to embrace the season you're in. You know, embrace the moment. And I think a lot of people struggle with this. Everybody struggles with it to some degree in patience. 
I struggle with it. You probably struggle with it. Maybe it's, I haven't got this career yet. Maybe it's, I'm not married. I'm married now. Why don't I have a baby yet? Um, babies take nine months to form in the womb. Um, so that right there, I know a lot of people that are, I just want the baby to be here and they're continually impatient for that season. I just want it to be born. I want to snuggle with it. And then when the baby's born, they're like, this is horrible. Um, for the first couple weeks, cause they're struggling with postpartum depression and whatnot. And it's like, I kind of want to smack them in those moments, be like, well, you're the one impatient for the past nine months. Um, But no, you do need to give them grace. Mothers are troopers. But no, just with that, learn to embrace the season you're in. Like that is something I tell my friends all the time because I have to remind myself that embrace where you're in. There is a past self and a past version of you that once prayed to be where you are now. And don't forget that. That's why I tell people all the time, please journal. Bullet point your successes to show, you know what? A year ago, I only had this much money in the bank. A year ago, I only had this. Now I have this under my belt. Like embrace the season you're in. Find joy in the here and now. Explore the stories you're telling yourself. You know, why are you feeling so impatient? What stories are you telling yourself about what you should have achieved by now? Who are you comparing yourself to? That's really easy in our culture, especially for me, because I work in a field where a lot of the people that are masteries and like masters of their field, they're 20 years ahead of me. And I'm slowly getting to the point where I'm kind of performing at a diligence level that they are. And I'm just like, oh, why am I not there yet? And then I realized this took them 20 years to build that. So if I can even just stand on the roof that they built, by the time I'm their age, I will be farther ahead, but I still have to live the years. I can't just jump jump from like 20 to 40. That's not how life works. Um, you have to take along for the ride. Four for ego um, five, whatever. I've kind of lost count at this point, but the next point anyways, um, craving external validation. Have you ever created something that you're crazy proud of? Maybe it's a podcast series or an ebook, an album, piece of jewelry, falling in love with it because it didn't receive the response you're hoping for. This will be the death of a creator. This will be the death of a dreamer. Um, if you do not support your successes, first and foremost, you are going to be very discouraged in your life. I say this from example. I say this from experience. There have been times I have created beautiful art pieces and I was feeling on top of the world. I was like, this is so great. Woo. And then people were like, oh, that's pretty cool. And they just kind of shrugged it off. And it kind of crushed me because this was really important for me. Um, But also I noticed I was craving external validation. Um, And I wasn't confident in myself that I knew it was great. I was waiting for other people to confirm that it was great because I wasn't confident in myself. And that is also slightly ego, you know, and if you've ever held yourself back from writing what you want on your blog or even just held yourself back from trying something new, going to a new sport, maybe you want to learn karate, but you're like in your 20s and you're thinking, I don't want to be by a bunch of eight-year-olds. They're not all eight-year-olds. There are many adults that learn karate. It will be your ego that holds you back from doing something because you're afraid you might repel some people or even attract some disagreement or criticism, ruffle feathers, or you might look like a fool. That is all ego because our egos crave external validation and admiration. It desires all those Instagram likes, emails, nominations, awards, you know, and nothing is inherently wrong with these things. Um, But if we crave it above all else, then we lose sight of what truly matters. Another one is definitely perfectionism. You know, we all know the dangers of perfectionism. It holds us back from putting any work out there into the world. It's a voice in our heads that tell us we'll never be good enough. It's the part of us that, like I said in the last one, that is too afraid to try in case we fail. 
applying for a new job, doing something new, doing something you're not used to, asking that girl out, taking a new class on how to learn something because it's hard being an amateur. But what we forget is that every master in their field was once an amateur. Every single person was once where your shoes were of, I don't know how to properly swing a baseball bat, you know? And they had to learn this stuff. They had to learn how to properly cook a meal. And yes, there'll be people that laugh at you. There is always going to be people that laugh at you, but there'll be also many people who praise you. And you shouldn't be going for the praise, but I'm just saying there will be people that support you in your journey where you are and you want to find those people. And you also have to remember that sometimes people make fun of you because they are secretly and inherently jealous of you because you had the guts to go do that. That is something I had to learn the hard way because I'm like, why does it seem like all these people kind of are like making fun of me, not believing in me? But it's the truth is they just, they had to see it to believe it. It's the concept of like Sean White Uh, I'm just going to use him like he was kind of one of the founding fathers of snowboarding in a sense of like all the moves that we see today and he did so much stuff that just kind of brought the game to a whole new level and that would have not happened if he didn't have the courage to try and I can guarantee if you ask him he has broken many bones and he has failed more times than he can count. Um, I can guarantee he's been over a thousand times and just the thought of falling a thousand times on your rear end trying to do a flip on a half pipe probably kind of hurts you and just the thought of it hurts you, but he did it. Okay, in order to bake something great, you have to cook it a quite a few times, you know, and I think a lot of times perfectionism, you know, and we try, we almost sometimes wear it as a badge of honor and like it means we care more, we work harder, we're higher quality, but I think a lot of perfectionism can be rooted in egoism um, and the desire to be perfect. Our fear of making mistakes, the story we tell ourselves about being a perfectionist says who we are and our worth ethic and how perfectionism gives us an excuse to stand still and not move forward in our creative work because of our website, podcast, blah, 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 or isn't just ready yet. And that's the lie perfectionism will get you. It's not ready yet. It's not good enough. I have stopped so many times from finishing a video, editing it because I'm like, "Mm, it's not good enough. And I would stall on it rather than when I'd have to get the new mindset of, okay, what stories am I telling myself? I need to rewrite them. You know, what projects are you stalling because you want them to be quote unquote perfect and you're afraid that they might fail. But the truth is if you never publish them, they're automatically failed. Okay, and your first blog will not be the best as your 300th blog. Your first podcast, if you go listen to my first podcast, it's probably pretty rough compared to what it is now. Because your first will not be your best. You know, so what parts of your perfectionist tendencies can you use to help me thrive? You know, doing a good job, excellent customer service, having high quality work. And what parts do not serve me? You know, crippling failure feel, using perfectionist as an excuse, letting that ego just stall your process, you know, and take action. The more you do the things that scare you, the more you build muscle memory of being okay with putting work out there in the world that might not succeed first time around. You might publish a book and it might only sell 10 copies, but that's a book. How many people have never written a book? Yes, you should not compare, but think about that, okay? You have a book down. Now now do a second book, you know, and just keep building that momentum, you know, and there are no quick fix solutions to being bigger than the ways our egos hold us back, but it's a deep-rooted behavior and belief system that we have experienced our entire lives that we need to work on rewriting, Um, And by the way to do this is, like I said, start internally looking, start actually rewriting the stories that we tell ourselves and really just start allowing yourself to be humbled. Get yourself, okay, you know what? I'm okay not being the best. I'm okay 
doing karate moves with other 20 years. I'm okay going to the gym, not physically fit with abs like these bodybuilders because that's not where I'm at, but you have to start. And the ego will continually stop you. The ego will become your biggest enemy with getting you to believe that it's your biggest friend. And that's the key point of today. Watch your ego, amigo. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, subscribe for more amazing content and you can follow me on all my handles at Destiny Finn. Instagram, Facebook, my personal blog and website, destinyfin.com. If you want to get contact with me, you can message me on these platforms. I'm also on the WhatsApp and whatnot. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. Have a great day.